0: and welcome to Our Mind Gym with Renee, a Team Ferris original production where we believe that motocross is more than just going fast. It is an empowering vehicle that teaches us how to navigate life. Join us weekly as we discuss the life lessons and growth mindset that give us a competitive advantage both on and off the track. Hello, hello and welcome to episode two. I am your host, Renee Ferris, and today I'll be discussing the top 10 mistakes people make that keep them stuck in their own way. Now, I did have another episode planned for you guys today, but as I have leveled up in my business and put myself out there and, you know, taken some risks that put me a little bit outside my comfort zone, I've noticed a few of these things popping up. And as I've been using the tools that I know to work through them, I realized that just how invaluable this level of awareness is and I thought this is actually a perfect podcast topic and I wanted to jump on here and share this with you today. So grab a pen and a pad because this one you won't want to miss. So number one, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make, myself included, is we tie our self-worth to the result. Now a saying that Dean and I love is that race day is an ordinary performance on a special day. And that really helps us to separate it out because if we get so caught up on this has got to work and I've got to get this result, otherwise I'm not worthy, then it, it creates like a heightened level of anxiety and fear and, and stress around the situation. And it actually highly, highly affects our performance. Because the reality is the more you want something, the more you fear the loss of it. And so if you start tying things like your self-worth, like if I don't get this result, people won't like me. Or if I don't get this result, I'm going to be excluded. If I don't get this result, I'm not good enough. It starts to really affect your ability to be able to focus on the right thing at the right time. So my tip For this is, you know, recognize when you're tying your self-worth to the result and bring yourself back and focus on the process. It allows you to enjoy the entire journey because it's so easy. And I was chatting to somebody about this the other day that can you imagine if you only liked race days and you didn't like all of the practice days and all of the work that went in, you've got maybe like let's say 20 weekends a year that we race. That's like 20 days out of 365 that you like. And then the rest is just a slog. What kind of fulfillment or satisfaction is that anyway? So I don't know if I've gone off topic from my point here, but I'm just going to run with it anyway. So wrapping it up, race day is an ordinary performance on a special day. And you are worthy of love no matter what you've done, no matter what the outcome is. The second biggest mistake that I see people make is that we seek out praise for validation. So whenever we do something, have you ever caught yourself being like, how was that? Was that good? Did I do a good job? And you're like looking for somebody outside of you to pump you up, to praise you, to, you know, Make you feel good about what you've done instead of you just being satisfied with the job that you've done. And so the cost of this is that when you're constantly seeking out praise and validation, we actually tend to avoid the hard things to keep up appearances. I, when I was younger, I had a lot of people praise me for, you know, oh, you're good for a girl, right? Kind of insulting now, and you listen to the language. But anyway, that aside, um, I kind of got addicted to that and I really liked people thinking I was good um, and so what would happen is whenever I was out on a track if there was a part of the track that I wasn't very competent at I would avoid it and I would just do the parts that made me like look good or, or look better or I would even seek out like competition that was slower so that I would look better which looking back now is totally ridiculous because I missed out on so much opportunity to improve. I didn't do the hard stuff. And now I'm like looking back going, oh, I really wish I would have done those figure eights. I really wish I would have just done those drills, even though I might've looked hopeless at the time because in time, consistent practice, I would be a lot better and a lot further along now than I am. So my tip for that one is take no credit, take no blame, just keep focused on chi fame. And another thing that I do that really helps with that is just ask yourself, what's the aim of the game? So rather than, doesn't matter how I look, because to someone, I'm going to look fast and to someone else, I'm going to look slow. So depending on which way you look at it, I'm actually both. So rather than trying to seek out one side when the other always exists, just accept it and you know, celebrate yourself. We don't need it from outside of us. Moving on. Number three, we judge people that have the results that we want. Now, this is huge. If you see someone with the results that you want and you start negatively judging them or talking bad about them or being like, oh, it's just because they've got talent or, you know, making some kind of excuse up or just even looking down at them but if you criticize and condemn the people that have the results you want what on earth makes you think that you are then when it puts you in a position that you could be that person that you're going to do what it takes to get there you know if you are hating on the guy who's winning and always cheering for the underdog the guy who's got to beat him you know like it wasn't that long ago um, in 2018 when Dean was winning everything round after round after round I started hearing people be like, oh, be good if this somebody else won. Give somebody else a go. But what does that say about our mentality? If you're thinking, oh, I just want somebody else to win, then what are you going to think when you're the one winning? Like put yourself in that shoes and goes, if you're talking down, are you going to want to be that person? Because you can't contradict it within your own mind of striving for one thing, but then putting it down at the same time. It just doesn't work and it creates conflict in the mind So celebrate others' successes. Number four, blaming external people or events. Now, this is huge. I see at the races that are like at the end of the day or something like that, you'll hear where people are blaming the track. However, let me put this to you this way. If you had practiced that specific surface, would you still be blaming the track? No, of course not. We're blaming the track because it ch- the surface changed to something that we weren't as competent or confident on. And therefore, we start blaming the track and being like, well, it's the track's fault. What if we took full responsibility and said, okay, maybe I could go and ride that surface and get better at it. And then when I come back and the track dries out or it turns out like that, that that could be my strength. And so... Very important lesson to learn that rather than blaming external people or events, that we start looking internally. What could I have done differently? What role did I play in this? Because when we pass off blame to someone else or something else, we're giving away our power. We're giving away our control. But when we take full responsibility, it gives us a tangible action that we can go and work on, grow and improve. Anyway, I'm rambling, so I'm going to move on. Fifth mistake is fighting for our limitations. How often have you thought of something that you maybe is a challenge for you or, you know, something that you feel like you're not doing very well at and you just keep talking about it and then you keep telling people, oh, but I always do this. I do that. And I just can't do this. We actually call it the C word in our house. And that's because I don't want my kids growing up talking about the things they can't do all the time. Because the more that we fight for that limitation, the more that we argue for it, the I can't do it and we reaffirm it and reaffirm it and reaffirm it, that becomes our identity. That becomes what we believe about ourselves. So what if instead of fighting for the limitations, what if we use that as an opportunity to spin it? So as soon as you go to fight for it, like you say, oh, I can't do this. What if we just pick up our language and we reframe it? A limitation being, I just can't get a good start. If you keep arguing for that and being like, oh, I just never get a good start here. And then somebody goes, oh, but maybe. And you go, no, no, look, trust me. Every time I come here, I just stuff up the start. Not very helpful. But if we reframe that and go, in the past, I'd stuffed up my starts, but I have been working on them. And today I'm going in open-minded and let's see how we go. And the other thing you could even do is start finding evidence for the other side. So what are all of the reasons why you could get a good start today? Okay, my bike has good power. You know, my, my engine works good. I trust my bike speed. I've got enough power to get to the corner first. Great. Um, I've got good energy. My reaction time's good or what, uh, whatever it could be. But find evidence for the other side. Rather than fighting for your limitations, find the evidence for the other side and argue against them, not for them. Number six, trying to do everything at once and over committing. Can you imagine when you first start riding and, and some of you listening may actually be starting to ride for the first time. If you are out there and you've got to think about your balance, your clutch, your throttle, your body position, your the movements, everything on the bike, if you go and start trying to think about all of those things at once and try and literally improve all of them, can you imagine the, the mind boggle is trying to go on and the sheer load that you are putting onto your brain at that moment to try and think of all of those things? It just would never happen. You would get so overwhelmed that you end up not actually achieving anything. But if we just break it down to simple one thing at a time and measure the progress and go, okay, When I go out, I'm just going to focus on getting my clutch control. It really hones in that level of focus and allows you maximum capacity, brain capacity to focus on that one thing. Then once you've done that, then you you might come in, have a drink break and then go out the next one. Okay, now I'm just going to focus on my throttle control. And again, that heightened focus has been proven to show huge results as opposed to one. So setting a clear intention and just focus on that one thing at a time. And I, I guarantee you that it will make a difference because multitasking is a myth. I might even do a whole um, podcast episode on that. You never know. Seventh mistake, stop learning once you find the answer. How many of us have done that where we've learned something and then we've just gone, yep, shut that book. I know that now, moving on. When we do that, we miss other opportunities. There may just be another perspective or somebody who just knows it or we'll say something about it in a slightly different light that might give you a greater understanding of it. But if you just affirm that I already know this, I don't need to understand it again, we close our book and we lose our curiosity. And so I have a saying that I like to hold a strong conviction loosely held. So when I learn something, I hold on to it and I've got it there and I hold that as a strong conviction like, yep, this is what I believe. But I hold it loosely because I want to know that if somebody offers me new insights or I see something different, I want to be open-minded enough to go, hmm, okay, maybe that isn't going to serve me anymore, that belief. And I could tweak it and twist it and add on to it and go, okay, now this. And I can learn more because the other thing is, as we go through life and we reach new levels. Our old goals become the new normal. And so there, we then need to step it up a new notch and learn a new set on top of that. And this has been really evident in coaching. You know, like we have a look at the bikes right now are being evolved so much. every Year after year, these companies are spending millions of dollars innovating and researching and learning and improving the bikes that we need to continually adapt We can't just be stagnant, otherwise you'll fall behind. So adaptability is so key. And so my point here is, you know, keep feeding your curiosity, even when you think you've found an answer. You know, embrace it, use it, either move on to another topic that you wanna work on, but keep open and then keep going back and keep learning. Like I know Dean, even today, You know, when we're out at the track, he's still searching for answers. We get off a lap time and he's like, okay, how could I improve that? What could I do? Yep, I already, I, I knew that technique. I've nailed that. So now how can I make it better? And we're constantly trying to think of new, innovative ideas and ways that we can adapt. And so never stop learning. Never, never, never stop learning. Very, very important. Number eight. Our eighth mistake is we put others on pedestals, thinking that they have something we don't. There's a beautiful quote by Lisa Nichols. that says, don't make me extraordinary to let yourself off the hook. And I I really resonate with that because it's like, sometimes what we can do is we can put other people on a pedestal, think that they're better than us, think they have something that we don't. And then we minimize ourselves relative to them. And we don't believe that we can achieve what they can. We end up with a fixed mindset of this is what I can do. That's what they can do. We're different. As opposed to believing that our talents can be developed through hard work, good strategies and input. And so if you do find somebody that you look up to and admire, a really quick and simple exercise that you can do is simply ask yourself very specifically, what specific trait, action or inaction am I admiring or looking up to most? And then go and own that trait. Find the similarities and your unique expression of that trait. Where do you do the same thing? How do you express that specific trait that you admire in them in your own form? And as you own the traits, your confidence naturally grows with it. And you'll start to realize that if they can do it, you can too. Number nine, the ninth mistake is living too much in the external world and ignoring self-reflection and going inward. And that is where we're so busy and consuming and doing, doing, doing and being with people and looking on social media and not actually taking a break to be with ourselves. And so my advice here is spend some time alone so that the voice on the inside is louder than on the outside because you have a unique set of values that are truly important to you and that lights your soul on fire. But the more that we consume other people and that we... Are living in this complete external world being busy and busy and doing and doing we start to inject values from other people we start doing things because of our circumstance rather than just being present and going what would I love to do right now what do I want to do how do I feel and so I think that self-reflection and alone time is critical and that's why some of the most successful people in the world um, talk so much about meditation and mindfulness because it's so easy to get swept up in life and external situations. And we almost forget that peace comes from within, and that no matter where you are or what's going on, taking a moment to just be present and be able to hear your voice, because you have an innate wisdom inside of you that is far beyond what you can get in the external everyday world. Maybe a little bit too philosophical for this episode, but anyway, we went there. <laughs> so my final ten top mistake that we make that keeps us stuck in our own way is working hard, trying to force an outcome, pushing against the tide. So my tip on this one is know your goal and work towards it, but be flexible on the approach. Sometimes we get so stuck in our way and just almost pushing shit uphill, trying to force something, trying to force ourselves to be a certain way or force a situation instead of just recognizing that maybe the universe has bought us this challenge for another reason. What if we radically accept where we're at, embrace the form it's showing in and we start flowing with the tide because quite often the more that we push against it and push against it you might get strong arms swimming against the tide but you'll go a lot further swimming with the tide and so sometimes I think that when we are going against the tide it's almost a sign to go is this actually what I want is this really where I want to be because life doesn't have to be as hard as we make it out to be. And when you're on an inspired and aligned path, it's almost like even the challenges are fun. Like you really lose sight of the whole struggle. The struggle starts to fade and the challenges just get embraced. And it's such a different feel when you can just flow with the tide. And yeah, so I guess what I'm trying to say to wrap this one up is If you feel like you're trying to constantly force something and the struggle is just getting greater and greater, I would take some time and almost go back to number nine and just check in with yourself and really get clear, is this really inspiring? Because sometimes the challenge is there to help you grow. The the struggle is there literally to, to force you to become stronger and other times The challenge is there to redirect you, to help align you with something more inspiring, more purposeful, more meaningful. I guess I, I just wanted to say, embrace the form that things are showing up in and practice radical acceptance and flow with the tide as much as you can. And so that's a wrap for my top 10 mistakes that people make that keep them stuck in their own way. I hope tonight has been insightful for you. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. If you have been enjoying this podcast and are ready to dive deeper, release your own mental blocks and see for yourself what life is like with more ease and flow, I would like to personally invite you to click the link below and book in your free strategy session. During this 30 minutes together, we will identify the top three things that are holding you back and create a customized action plan for you to move forward. Take action now and start thriving on and off the track.